0: and welcome to the way of freight podcast, where we explore the intricate and powerful connections between freight, marine fuels, and the commodity markets. Today, we'll be discussing the EU emissions trading scheme, also known as the ETS, which was implemented in January this year, as well as its impact on the shipping and marine fuels markets. I have with me here Yelena Domoshenko, senior analyst and editor of the Argus Marine Fuels Outlook. Welcome, Yelena.
1: Hi, John. Pleasure to be here.
0: And representing the freight side of things, we have Nick Watt, Editorial Manager of Freight. Welcome, Nick.
2: Hi, John. Thanks for having me.
0: For those who don't know, 2024 marks the first year of shipping's inclusion in the EU's emission trading scheme. This scheme is a cap-and-trade programme that requires companies in certain sectors operating in the EU to pay for their carbon emissions. The global shipping fleet is 100,000 strong and produces around 2 to 3% of global carbon emissions on its own. And the vast majority of it still runs on oil-based fuels. Until now, there has been sulfur regulations, but there has been little to address its carbon output. So, Nick, how is shipping going to be involved in the EU ETS scheme?
2: Thanks, John. So, starting this year... Um You have 40% of the covered emissions. Uh, That's what you'll have to pay for. Uh, Starting next year, it's going to be 70%. And then starting 2026, it's 2026, it's going to be 100%. And what do I mean by covered emissions? I mean um, 50% of emissions on routes that involve one EU plus Norway port uh, and one non EU uh, port. And then 100% of emissions for intra-EU voyages. Um, so this is the the first uh, carbon tax really on on shipping uh, anywhere. And uh, we'll see we'll see how it goes and and if it changes in the years to come. But that's 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 the situation we have
0: right now. Excellent. And Elena, how is this regulation affecting the marine fuels market?
1: Yeah, so conventional marine fuel prices in Europe are expected to rise this year as a result of uh, shipping's inclusion in the EU ETS. Argus publishes daily EU ETS traded CO2 prices and on the 2nd of January this price stood at $81 per ton CO2 equivalent. So at this price... Uh, EU ETS would add $113 per tonne to C4 prices this year. And uh, um, in 2025 it will be $174 uh, per tonne. And in 2026 it will be $253 per tonne to Vilasifor price in Northwest Europe. Uh, and
0: in 2026 it's when the ship owners will have to pay 100% of emissions. Interesting. And how about for some of the alternative fuels that we see out there? Is there much more uptake of these?
1: Yeah, so currently uh, marine biofuel blends are the most actively used uh, type of alternative fuel. Um, Unlike LNG, methanol, ammonia biofuel can be burned by conventional marine engines and vessels do not require retrofitting. If we look at Argos B30 uh, biofuel blend in RA, which is 30% of advanced Fame Zero and 70% of Villa C4, EU will add just $71 per ton to the price of B30, which is 30% less than pure Villa 4 However, B30 RA prices are expected to rise next year. So even with additional carbon cost, B30 prices are forecast to be at premium to WC4, at least till the end of 2025. And the same is applied to premium of pure marine biodiesel b 100 to MGO. But the spreads are expected to narrow following the transitional period. So they're going to narrow when 100% of carbon emissions cost will be applied because the UETS support high MGO and municipal prices.
0: Excellent. So that's going to be a fairly substantial extra cost onto the bunker fuel. And given that bunker fuel is the single largest cost for any shipping voyage, Nick, how is this going to affect the freight rates for shipments coming into the EU?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. It's, uh, it's putting some upward pressure on the market. Um, one way to look at it is it's the usual freight rates plus a little bit of a premium for uh, for the EU ETS, and we see it at about three to four percent. Generally speaking, it's going to depend based on the type of vessel and the type of trade, but about add about three to four percent to to the freight bill. Um, it's important also to note the the scope of this regulation it's not just for oil tankers, it's for dry bulkers, it's for container ships, it's for LPG carriers. So each one of those segments and um, even some, some others w- will be affected and uh, they will have to pay uh, pay these ETS costs. And if if we look specifically at, at the oil market, um, the U.S. is the largest supplier of, of crude to Europe now. Um, those shipments will be affected by the ETS. Looking specifically at at Afromaxes, they're the main type of vessel to carry U.S. Gulf Coast crude into Europe. That is about 13 cents per per barrel right now. Uh, if you take into account um, around around voyage, looked at at a, at a lump sum, that's about 70 thousand um, dollars. So 13 cents per barrel, it's not a huge chunk of like a delivered. Cost of, of crude, but it but it really adds up. So, it's a ton of volume moving in and and out of Europe um, for the for all oil trade. We estimate that that the total ETS cost in 2024 is going to be over 500 million dollars. So, and that's excluding the the other segments that that'll be affected.
0: And that 500 million dollars is assuming a 40 percent payment level. For the, True. For the emissions so that's the phase in is going to push that 500 million up yeah that's absolutely right so nick you mentioned 13 cents a barrel um this is one of argus's carbon cost of freight assessments uh what sort of assumptions are you using to generate those numbers
2: sure i'll try not to bore you with with the details too much in this but uh but we take the the uh eua price which is market uh market price argus assesses that it's about $80 per ton right now, multiplied by the carbon emissions on a given route, and we take a bunch of assumption, assumptions to, um, to figure out what those carbon emissions are. Um, it's about, it's roughly three tons of carbon per ton of uh, 0.5% fuel burned. That's a, actually a little bit over that. To figure out the, the tons of fuel burned, the, the ship's consumption, uh, the, the ship's speed, uh, and from from that, and a few other assumptions like time in port, whether or not it's an ecozone, we can come up with the with the tons of fuel oil burned, um, including 0.5 percent, and that's what we assume because, like a, like was mentioned earlier, that's the vast majority of the, of the global shipping fleet running on uh, oil-based fuel. So, all of the details are available in our methodology too, if 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 someone wants to check them out.
0: Fascinating. Now. Elena, the vast majority of these ships, as Nick mentioned, are all burning. 0.5% 0.5% fuel oil. But looking forward, do you expect the EU ETS to create a bit of a shift in the type of bunkers that shippers are going to buy?
1: Yes. So, marine biodiesel bunker in demand and in general uptake of alternative bunker fuels, a fuel um, vessel orders, are expected to rise as a result of uh, EU ETS. Um, also, it's supported by carbon intensity index targets and ratings set by IMO from this year. Uh, the Fuel EU Maritime Initiative, which is set to start uh, in 2025, could also support it. Regarding LNG, for example, LNG bunkering for dual fuel vessels could become more attractive. Uh, as a result of uh, uh, shipping inclusion in the ETS, uh, since last year LNG delivered prices have been holding a discount to MGO in Northwest Europe, and uh, projected lower natural gas prices, with uh, with shipping's inclusion in ETS, could result in even lower LNG bunker prices relative to C4 and MGO. Uh, all these price forecasts uh, are published in Argus Marine Fuels Outlook. You can
0: find it there. Excellent. And we've seen how important uh, ETS regulation is and how so much of the market can be changed with the stroke of a pen. Are there any other regulatory items on the landscape that could influence the type of bunkers that shippers buy? Uh,
1: yeah, apart from what I already mentioned, um, there's one which um, affected uh, biofuels demand, actually. Um, so the recent Dutch government's decision to halve uh, subsidies for marine bioblending from this year could affect the demand growth um, for uh, biofuels. Uh, marine biofuels prices in RA are expected to rise because of that. And um, Rotterdam prices had a competitive edge uh, thanks to the Subsidies, whereas in Singapore, there were no incentives for biofuel use in the marine um, sector so far. So, this decision to cut subsidies, uh, plus the inclusion um, of shipping in the ETS system, could even result in biofuel blends like B30, uh, DOPRA. Flip to premium to buy blends in Singapore, uh, like the most used uh, bioblend there, B24, which is Eucamea Plus Velociphone.
0: Excellent. I think we'll wrap it up there. Nick and Elena, thank you very much for sharing your expertise today. And thank you to everybody for tuning in. You can find further information on the EU ETS in the Way to Freight blog and the Argus Marine Fuels Outlook. Have a great day.